Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, Marcus and I sit down and talk about the entire USPA scandal that's been going on, our opinions on that, what we think needs to be done for them to right the wrongs that have happened, other federations and their response to that, basically everything around the power in powerlifting industry and what we think needs to be reformed. It's a pretty good episode. It's super topical right now because of what's going on. And uh, keep in mind that this episode is recorded on January 24th. So if new information comes out after that date, we are not privy to it in this episode. As always, make sure you screenshot this episode when you're listening, post it on social media, tag me, tag Marcus, tag Hybrid Unlimited, and you'll automatically be entered in a draw to potentially win some Hybrid Legacy brand apparel, which is the official apparel of the podcast, as well as Hybrid Performance Method as a whole. While you're at it, check us out on hybridstrengthcoach.com. There you can find all the programs we have to offer, everything from bodybuilding, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting to strongman, general fitness, everything in between, we've got it. And not only do you get access to world-class programs, you also get access to the Discord group where you can interact with your coaches for unlimited form checks, doctor mods if you have injuries, um, prepping for meets, all that kind of stuff. You can't ask enough questions. It's the best way to get the most value out of the product. So definitely checks out. And that is, again, hybridstrengthcoach.com. That's it for me. Sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Quick shout out to our sponsors at Cured Nutrition. They've got you covered from waking to sleeping. Some of the supplements that I love from them are Rise, Zen, and CBN oil. Starting with Rise, that is a supplement that's going to help you wake up, get focused, get ready for your day. No crash, no jitters, none of the stuff that comes along with a caffeine supplement. Zen is an awesome sleep aid. If you're a person that just wants to sleep better, deeper, longer, that's a supplement for you. It does not have melatonin, so it's not going to make you groggy. If you guys have tried melatonin, you know that one, it can give you weird dreams, and two, it can leave you groggy and moving slow in the morning. This does not have that. Their final supplement that I'm super pumped about is called CBN oil. That one is a combination of CBD, CBN, and THC. If Zen is like a handgun, this is like a bazooka. This is the ultimate, most potent sleep aid on the market. This will have you sleeping deeper, longer, better, all that good stuff. No need to count sheep. You're going to be knocked completely out by this supplement. I swear by it. I think you guys are really going to like it. And if you want to read more about the ingredients, click the link that's either in the show notes or the caption, depending on where you're watching this and use code hybrid in all caps at checkout for 20% off. All right. So today we are going to talk about the wild world of the USPA and some of the unravelings of it and um basically what's just been going on there's been a basically a big scandal and a lot of people are upset there's a lot of people involved individuals other federations jumping in voicing their opinions a lot of people voicing their opinions and it actually started this whole thing started with a friend of the pod goob who we oh, had yeah. on previously you weren't here for that episode but he, for those of you who don't know Goob, I think his Instagram handle is Goob underscore uh, U2. And um, he exposes fitness frauds uh, on his on his page. He's a coach, but he, you know, for his, his Instagram and social media presence is exposing fitness frauds. So he decided, I guess he got enough messages about you know, things going on in the USPA. There was one particular video that went viral um, that sort of caught his attention and he decided to do a post on. And George, I mean, you can, you can play it, maybe play it with the sound off. It doesn't even need sound, but it's pretty disturbing. basically if you haven't seen it, I suggest you look it up. Just go to Goob's page. It's you'll find it eventually. A lot of his recent posts are about this topic, but apparently there was some sort of altercation between this woman who works for the, right, the uh, USPA and another woman and, you know, whatever. Their dogs got in a fight. This is because their dogs got in a fight? That's what I heard, yeah. This video was prompted by the dogs getting in a fight Cor correct was this like a neighbor or did she drive it sounds like yeah they, li they lived in the same neighborhood and 
so I, I don't think the other person had any really? any uh, involvement <sighs> with USPA even. But so <laughs> this video is disgusting. But what happens in this video? Oh, and sorry, I'll try reloading. to be as she's reloading multiple I'll try to, times. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try to keep it as non-crass as possible. But basically, what happens is this woman goes inside her home because the lady that works for the USPA, uh, Stephanie Bennett is livid and she's she's kind of she's acting pretty erratic anyway she comes up to the window she asks the woman to open the door the woman who opens the just says no but she has a big window on her front door so stephanie bennett who works for the uspa decides to stick her hand down her pants and rub her hand on her crotch and then wipe her hands all over the window of this person's home and reloads a few times and continues to wipe uh, her uh, stuff on the window and the doorknob of uh this other person that she had an, so an this, issue with this so the series of events looking at these emails is that the guy emails into Steve Dennison direct. Mm -hmm. Steve said they're going to look into it. And then when it got to the, well, obviously they didn't do anything about it. And then it got to the point where Goob caught a hold of it. Well, he this, puts it up. You see this here too? Yeah. This is, so they, he puts up the video and then all of a sudden they're concerned with it. And not only that, but look at this. This is an email from Steve Dennison asking the guy who posted the video to please remove the video evidence. Was it Goob or, or what's Goob's real name? Oh, fuck. You put me on the spot. I can't remember. Oh, John. Okay. Sorry, John. John. Okay. Um, so, because I, I, I'm looking at the emails and I'm just trying to yeah, figure no, out. No, no. So, this somebody emailed in, uh, I believe the person who was uh, involved in this incident. Sure. Tyrell, who's the one that wrote, wrote right. the email. Emails in and says, This is what happened. And then they go this is what it says from Steve Dennison. Hi Tyler. I need you to immediately remove that post and any other post concerning Stephanie Bennett. Please confirm once removed. Which is kind of strange. So they buried it. Obviously they buried it because it would look bad on the Federation to have one of their state chairs mm -hmm. doing this kind of thing, which is it's detestable to say the least. But their course of action, and we're going chronologically through all of this stuff that's happened because, you know, as powerlifters, you and I when we first started competing, I know that you did right. meets that were not USPA, but a lot of the meets yeah. that I've done personally that were the first couple of years of my powerlifting career were all done through the USPA. In Florida, mind you, and I think that the guys that are on Florida have done a much better job of regulating the Florida chair. I, I know that they- we, we can go into that after, actually. I do have some stuff to say about that as well. Okay. But right. I, um, I think- But they buried it. That's the point. Right. The point of this, I think, the point that he's trying to make is that instead of actually taking action, kicking this person out of out of being a state chair because she's also that shirt is an international referee shirt, right? I think that's a what's I think red is whatever the for the beginning, like whatever the lowest level is. Blue is state, and I think green is international. Okay, but she's a chair regardless of her referee status, which means she she wields some sort of power. So this was back in November, which actually I don't think that is chronological because I think a lot of this other stuff started cropping up last year, probably before that video and that email. But well, chronologically, I mean, just in the way that it was exposed and how it, okay, and how it sure. got to the point that it's at now. So this, you know, it's disgusting and a little bit hilarious if you're not one of the people right. involved. involved sure. um, but kind of innocuous if this was just an isolated incident. It's like, okay, this is unbecoming conduct of a person that works in our organization. It's now gone viral. We'll let that person go, right? That sure. seems like the step. But the fact that they were very slow to act on this caused Goob to dig deeper. So but not slow to act. They buried it. Let's just let's just call it what it is. If they got notice in November, like did they not let her go at all? It's not it's I don't know. I don't know exactly. Um and actually there's something I want to add to this chain of, of stuff, and this is one that I saw the other day, but we don't we don't need to jump into that one. Yeah, we can go there last. It's just I remember I showed you this one that I some of these people that were defending the USPA and they were making like Holocaust comparisons like don't cast stones yeah. unless you know the whole story well anyways we'll, we'll get there but 
Yeah, so the second part of the story was this woman, Kimberly Sweat, right? Right. So Kimberly, um, she is in a photo with uh, uh, Stephanie Bennett. Mm-hmm. And Goob starts deciding or decides he's going to start looking into the other people in the photo. So he looks and finds that woman, Stephanie Bennett. And he. Cruelty to a child in 2017. Yeah. Oh so my God. I believe she was charged, yeah, with with basically beating up a special needs child. And what was her job? Was her job acting as like some kind of like after school counselor or or like a like a child care center or something, protecting them and educating them? I, I so she was in some kind of like educational she, capacity. Yeah, maybe worked for a school or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, so clearly been arrested. That looks. I don't know if that's a mugshot, but charged with something. Right. She was definitely charged. I'm not sure how that played out. And then that led into, he's like, oh, well, if I can, from this one photo, grab two people who have done pretty morally reprehensible things, what's the next? Like, I got, I have and to keep, I get I where keep this keep is looking. building too, right? Like we're, we're talking about systemic failure and ensuring safety of not only athletes and lifters, but on a more local level, like coaching and, you know, supervisory positions within fitness facilities. Yeah. I mean, and, and the obligation of the organization, you know, to put these people among a bunch of other people that are their peers and coworkers. And, you know, I imagine if you work in the USPA and it just, all this stuff is coming about, coming out about the USPA and there's something you do as your career. You're like, now I'm a, I'm a part of this thing that I never opted to be a part of. Sure. There's a, all these people around me, everybody's shitting on this organization. I'm getting painted with the same brush as all of these people. They're not, you know, it started with individuals, but now it's become a thing that's this much bigger. And then the next one after that was this guy, uh, Johnny Lane. And Johnny Lane, I guess he had a falling out with the USPA. He worked for the USPA. Oh, and right. This So this is when I first learned of this with this email that went out talking about this. So when Johnny Lane left, he's going to start his own federation called right, USPC. USPC. And this is when it comes to light that instead of reporting Johnny Lane's, I don't forget, is he... Well, so, the, so this not is che- this, not this one. Go back. Go back. Go back. We're not done with that. Yeah. One. No, the Johnny Lane one is yeah, that. This one's so, important. He had a falling out with USPA. He decided, I'm going to take the USPA email list and email everybody telling them I'm starting my own federation, the USBC. Which is, by the way, number one most very like, illegal. illegal thing you could do. If you're ever leaving a company, if you want to know the one way to get in trouble with uh, non-competes and stealing trade secrets. You know, well, uh, and even beyond that's, that. That's the number you, one thing. You, it literally you just says can't email take- list. If one company has a, an, an email list, right. you cannot take that company. They gave Absolutely. consent to that company to have their email, not some other brand new thing, USB-C or who God knows what they have. Yeah. That's not something they consented to. So anyways, but he does story, that yeah. and then he blasts it out, uh, an email saying, I'm starting my own federation. And I believe he did this on the day of uh, USPA nationals. So he chose like an important date to do it as well. And in response, USPA put out a statement basically saying, we don't recommend you go and, you know, because this person is because this person's wife who was also uh, involved in USPA was a, Basically, a child molester, I believe it was the claim. The that wife they made. was, yeah. The okay. wife was, and they so, knew about this prior, right? And that was the problem. Yeah. So they again. So this is showing a pattern, which I think is the problem that everyone, including myself, has with the story. It's like isolated incidents. I get it. You run a big organization. You run a big company. Like you can't know what all of your employees are doing at all times, especially when they're independent contractors and mm-hmm. they kind of work amongst themselves. But. What they're saying is that clearly the USPA, and if Steve Dennison was the one that wrote that email, did he know? Did they know as an organization because this had come out prior? So they didn't release this information until he went and announced that he was starting his own Fed. Now, like, clearly stealing an email list is illegal. Like, right. that's that's one thing, but this is a completely separate thing. That if your organization knew that among you, amongst your employees, 
you had somebody whose wife was a convicted child molester well, and not, that person not just was involved. His, not just his wife. She was also involved in the USP yeah, yeah. as well. She was in, that's yeah. what I'm saying. She was involved in the organization. She played a part there. So it's showing that, number one, they don't have any background check process for anybody that works with them, which, I, I mean, honestly, in all my years competing, I never thought about it. I never thought like, oh, well, they just grab these kids because like there's been a lot of meets where i go to where people will just grab judges and they'll grab spotters and loaders and it's like okay but you're putting them around you know kind of a tight-knit group of people that have paid to be a part of an organization and i i never thought about it myself but that's probably not something we should have to think about right as consumers i think the reason why you don't think about it is you just assume that that's something that's being taken care of, right? I've never walked into a building ever or worked with a business and been like, hope there's no child molesters here. Like that's just because they need to be doing like any business. Like if you, if you employ somebody that is a known sex offender, it's on the onus of the business to to do that due diligence prior to hiring them. Huge liability. Um, Especially when there's a lot of children at these events. If you ever go to a powerlifting, it's a family. It's supposed to be, yeah, your family comes like, you know, I want my family to come. I want them to show up and support me and watch what I'm doing and like be a part of this thing that I spend so much time being passionate about. It's a big part of people's lives. And I think the uproar is stemming from the fact that, you know, we're, and, I, and from my point of view, we're going to take this out to a 10,000, 20,000 foot level. And uh-huh. I can I can think of a number of other instances across the sporting world where this is a problem, but we're so exposed to powerlifting that it's just so uh it's such like a visceral feeling that like oh my first ever meet was uspa meet and like granted like we didn't have any of these issues there and at least as Mm -hmm. far as i'm aware of and you know it seems like the people that run uspa florida are, are or have done a better job but Knowing that there's systemic failures kind of across the board when and, it comes to this federation is very concerning. It's definitely concerning. And and I do want to also say that in terms of athlete experience, I think USPA on the untested side of things has been the gold standard of competition, right? Oh, yeah. You don't have to worry about things like how WRPF gets to use those weird circus plates over in Russia. And everybody lifts deadlifts, you know, like twenty kilos more. <laughs> I don't think they do that here. Uh, no, they don't. But yeah. th- those are still world records that count, and that's the same federation, that's and this true. is an extension of that, right? Um, I mean, I would again, like I, I don't think about it because I would, I think like, okay, who runs WRPF Russia? I don't, I don't know if it's Kirill. I think but, he's the president, at least, if if not the owner. So, you know, just knowing his background, I would think that they hold their lifters. Like I would hold Yuri Belkin to a very high standard because mm-hmm. I know that he's not only like a stand-up gentleman as far as I've ever known him. Yeah, nice dude. But like, I don't think he would want his records to count if they weren't legitimate. But again, this is a controversy that goes back as far as I mean, we want to talk about Benny Magnuson's like early 2010s record with the all-time world record deadlift, and I don't even know what federation that was a part of. They were using like giant silver Ivanko plates and even to this yeah. day i hear controversy about that specific lift and whether or not it was legitimate when thor broke the deadlift world record at 501 even though i don't know if Kilos it was official i don't know if they let it count as i the believe effect. they they did let it count but the fact that they did was a huge point of contention among people because it was at his gym and his plates, even though they and he well they the pla- weighed everything out on camera and for me the plate yeah the plates were not the issue to me if I had to take issue with that event I would say that he was the issue is that he was the only competitor right which the, I get there, I, there's I, and I get it was during COVID I get it yeah. was like you know he was doing what he could and he was in shape and he's like I don't want to wait three years sure. to maybe be it able might never to, be that strong again yeah so I get all of that but the counter argument to that is just that. You got to be in your own gym, go at your own pace, you know, competing against nobody but yourself. All the star, you got to align all of the stars for you to have a perfect showing and did. Yeah. Which I would argue he probably would have had that same showing if the timing was the same and you would have done it in a normal gym because. I know half Thor would hold himself to a very high standard. Like, I don't think that, and I guess to me, it's like, I kind of play devil's advocate in my head in some, not all these situations because there's a lot that are questionable, but some of these situations where it's like, all right, 
half Thor's gym. You know, you had um, who was the head judge that officiated? He was the old uh, world's strongest man, super famous Icelandic dude. He's very Magnuson. Big, yeah, uh, Magnus for Magnuson, right? So he was the head judge. He officiated the whole thing. So like, that lends a certain amount of credibility. But sure, I guess it just highlights the conversation in general. Like, I'm not again, guys. We're not, and I'm definitely not pointing fingers at Thor because I'm a huge <sighs> fan and I, I respect yeah, what he's done. How it's can just, you not be? yeah, it's just there's certain points that in the lifting world if you're not exposed to this specific niche of strength sports that people do find a lot of contention in because the issue here is like okay now that people are finding out all of these skeletons in the closet of the uspa people are dropping out they're leaving those events sponsors are leaving wow did you see how many oh every single one of them the biggest the biggest sponsor out there pioneer yeah they're gone yeah which, can you win the trust back of people? Well, maybe, but that's a very difficult bridge to overcome, especially when you have such a reputation to defend yourself against now. Did Ape Man speak out about it? Because they're probably... I don't know. I think they kind of fly under the radar, but I think they're probably the biggest brand in the fitness they're space. Huge. They're huge. Yeah. They sponsor the UFC. Like, they're, they're yeah, everywhere. I don't, I don't follow them at all, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, but, but this will bring us to the last point on the USPA, which is Goob's latest video on it, which was the Chico Cloin video, I believe. That's the last up on the list, right? Yeah, so this man was alleged to, and there are text message receipts where he basically asks girls to come to his hotel room at a, during a meet um, event, a USPA event, and offers them $300 to... I don't know if he says it straight up or if he insinuates it, but sleep with him. And apparently there are multiple other people who came out saying the same thing after this, uh, this video went out. So and he's a meat director. So like, again, yeah, there highlighting seats right there. Yeah. What's it say? What are you doing after come to the bar? What do you doing after this question mark what does that say the next one you want to meet it's small want to meet after so this saying, come here come back or no oh my god dude this guy stay with me this guy doesn't he's zero he just got ghosted for hours but he's still still going Jeez. 300 if you're coming come stay with me are you staying here yeah, that's, I mean, it's not a good look, that's for sure. I mean, in, and in response, I think the USPA has been scrambling very hard because now it's clearly out of the bag. And, like, there's a lot of, oh, what was this? Uh, apparently he hit this girl also. Oh, Jesus. So yeah. this happened in November of 2020. Again, uh, just this email went to this guy mike tronsky who's now been i don't know if he's gone yet he's but, been yeah okay, he's so been he let go. go right yeah that was one of the decisions they made but again november this incident was november 3rd 2022 and yet nothing happened until this week well, yeah so what <laughs> this is the question on everyone's mind did they have any kind of background check program they said they were going to but they didn't do it right they so they they originally found out that they had a somebody who was a pedophile in the organization in 2020. People were upset about it. In response, they uh, apparently said they were going to start doing background checks. And everyone believed that that was the case. But then all of this stuff came out and there were a lot of people who wanted to know what was going on. And the USPA's response to that was that their idea of what was a meaningful background check at the time was to look people's names up in the registered sex offender database. But obviously they didn't do that. Well, and, and if they did, it wasn't. They mustn't the have because, you know, we're seeing instances of, of, you know, people who are clearly registered sex offenders who have still, um, you know, who are still, who were still part of the organization up until this week. But even if that's all they did, that's not an acceptable background check. There's so many crimes that you can do that are, you know that are not being a pedophile or a sex bucks. offender. 
goes 50 bucks. Is that you, can it? Get, you can get somebody's. Yeah, we have to do it all the time for people. You have to go get somebody's entire criminal and uh, state and local background check. There's different ways to do it. And there's different ways. Like, you know, imagine you go rent an apartment. Like, uh-huh. you have to get a background check done. Right. No matter what. Criminal history and background check. They check for evictions. But, like, you can easily transpose that same method and do it in any other discipline. You know, you go get a job. They're going to run a background check. Again, sure. Right? So, this, to me, it's like they've shown that they covered things up willingly or unwillingly knowingly or unknowingly i don't know because i'm not in the organization and i'm not going to accuse them of anything but just the email evidence that has come through all these different posts clearly show acknowledgement dedicated to action right so they said we're going to review that we're send this off to our human resources team or there are several different terms and committees or whatever used in this but up until this week it was clear that none of that stuff made any kind of meaningful change because if they, if their reaction under public scrutiny is to get rid of all these people and clean house, then that's one thing. But you know, that that's like getting in a fight with your girl because something happened in the house and you just apologize and apologize just to quiet the fight down. Right. But like, that doesn't but change the change. fact that the thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, okay, that, that happens, you know. I'm not. I'm not sitting here being the, the 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 moral sort of Damocles sitting over the world, but at the same time, like when you have a, a fitness organization like this, and what I want to parlay this into is next. But you have a certain accountability to your own organization, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what about the other people that were working with these these accused individuals, right? Well, yeah, and just, I mean, even just think about, you know, imagine you go to work every day and you're hanging out with a guy and you think he's a decent guy and you go out for beers with him, he becomes a friend of yours, you got a bunch of pictures of yourself with this guy, and then all of a sudden you find out he's a child molester and that your company could have prevented you from that exposure and the harm that that does to your image and your oh, reputation you a lawsuit. or just doing a background check. Dude, the workplace lawsuit over something like that would be insane. I wonder if that's gonna gonna happen here. Maybe, uh, but to go to go back to their the whole background check thing, don't you think that's a weird response that they said that their kind of idea of a background check was just checking if they're sex offenders? Like, well, it's, what about murdering people? That's bad. I don't want to, <laughs> right? Like, I don't want to be well, around a guy. Like, what if he's a serial killer? It's weird because they said anything at all. If I was that guilty, like if I was in their shoes. Imagine they have a legal team, right? They must have some legal team on their Some team. sort of, yeah, representation. My, my sure. first thing after dealing with all this, it's like, you don't go and start talking your face off with saying you're going to do all this stuff and talking about the past. Because, like, to me, there's the potential of somebody suing. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. questionable if it would be worth anybody's time to sue because they would have to prove damages over any of this. But at the same time... The owners of the organization, like, and I think that this is a problem. And this is where I'm going with all this. It's a problem in the entire sports world. It's clearly like, what is the number one most well-known instance of this this type of behavior happening? Epstein, <laughs> or what, Harvey Jesus. Weinstein? No, 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 no. Even worse. Oh, tell me. Larry Nasser, the team doctor for USA Team oh, Gymnastics. Gymnastics, yeah. That guy got put away for That's like right. multiple consecutive lifetime sentences. But the, the fucked up thing is that people were accusing him under the US Gymnastics banner for years. And nothing happened until they had to go, oh. like these young women had to go so public, like they went nuclear. I don't remember the exact avenue which the story broke, but it came out like years later or not years later but whatever months and months down the line it was the uh simone, simone biles that really like blew the lid off that right because she has yeah. so much profile right so like it took someone famous outing this guy who had been molesting young women as as a part of the united states government sports organization under usa gymnastics to finally put him away for uh, george you have to look this up but like i don't know what a sentence was but it was so severe Oh, you, really? oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it was light. Yeah, okay. Fuck, well, that's good. No, dude. I mean, this got this got so much attention. And there were so many people that when the first person came, I was like, the, the Weinstein story. Was like, anyone else held accountable for not taking the accusations seriously? I don't know who else was involved. 
I don't know who was involved, but it till I get, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Simone Biles. Convicted, sentenced to 18 years, it says there. No, no, no. Oh, no, he, for 18. He was. He was oh, involved he was the, with them for 18 Team years. doctor for 18 years. Jesus, man. I cannot imagine. 60 years in federal prison. He's going to die. You know, he's probably got 40 years on his sentence post-death. Yeah. Given his age, you know, born in 63, so he's, you know, he's like 62, 63, yeah. 61 now, something like that. Or no, he was born in 63, so now he's 60. Yeah. So he's 60. You know, he'll he'll die and have 30 years left on his sentence, whatever. But this clearly was guilty to child pornography and evidence. Jesus Christ. So what this is showing to me is like, number one, there's a lot of outroar. Uproar, yeah. outroar, whatever the outrage. My brain's uh, not uproar connected. and uproar, outrage. Out, uproar and outrage. <laughs> Combine two words, right? At the USPA, which is clearly justified. And like, this is my own personal take on this. Like, but it's endemic to the sporting world because what I see, and I've been in the gym a long time and I've seen a lot of shit. Shit that I'm not going to talk about here, but there's a lot of shit out there. Oh, yeah. And it's clear to me that there is a pattern to this, right? People in a position of power, like especially men. Who are degenerates. Who are degenerates. Abusing their position of power and trust with women. Yeah. And like, not in like the hitting on them way, because like men and women flirt all the time. I don't, nobody cares about that, right? Like everybody does that. But there's a pretty clear line to be drawn and I think if we're going to start having this conversation as a as a, as a group of, of strength athletes, bodybuilders, and it extends way beyond that, but my point here is don't start throwing rocks in a glass house because mm-hmm. I don't think that the entire consortium of strength sports should start doing that until they take a deep dive into their own backyard. And I mean, this goes for everybody, USA gymnastics, the WRPF, USPA. I don't know. I mean, the IPF, what is USA's powerlift? What is the, what is the tested one now? It's still IPF, but um, it's It's powerlifting America. Powerlifting America. Okay. So yeah, this is everyone, right? Yeah. And it's good that this stuff is coming to light because those people need to number one, be held accountable. But number two, my hope is that if there are people out there that are doing this in other organizations, that they now actually pay attention. Yeah. Well, I'm Hopefully. sure, and I'm sure that that is happening, right? Because it took Goob one week of deciding this was important to him to uncover all of this and force an entire organization, national organization, to change the way they do everything. And for those who don't know. The USPA, and I have, there's a few points I want to touch on on this, but the USPA, well, first I wanted, I want to say what I think when I heard all this, what I wanted as a response from the USPA, as somebody who's participated in the USPA, who, you know, that was my favorite You've federation. Had I've had USPA meets, you yeah. know, I've done, I've done all that stuff. So I, one, wanted um Anyone who was found to be problematic in that organization to be removed, obviously, that's a no-brainer. But I also felt that a lot of the people within that organization had roles that should have been much more democratic. I felt like people should have been elected into those roles, and those roles should have been voted on every year. Because how do you, how do these types of people you know, with criminal records and all this stuff, get hired and into positions of power, it's because they know other people, right? It's like, if you, I'm just hiring my buddies, you know, and I'm o- overlooking their flaws, you know, even if they're, I would, wouldn't do this personally, but some people do, they end up being, you know, having criminal records or having, you know, whatever it might be, they end up in these positions of power and then they're just there until they decide to not be there or until something like this happens. Well, in right? this case, and actually in every case that I can think of recently, it's until there's an overwhelming tide of public discussion. Thanks for watching. I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at Cured Nutrition. My favorite supplement by them is called Rise. If you want something that's going to give you quick energy, long lasting, no jitters, no crash, all that good stuff. It has ingredients like lion's mane, ginseng. If you want to read more about it, check it out on their website. But you can use our code HYBRID in all caps 
for 20% off. Hit the link and again, use the code hybrid for 20% off. Right. Like 90 women, Larry Nasser. It took 18 years of him in that position in 90 women. And I, I am. And those are just the women that came forward too. I'm sure that there was more than 90 women. And I'm sure that those complaints fell on deaf ears over the course of those 18 years, because mm -hmm. it's not like the dude just woke up five years ago or five years left in his tenure or whatever. So if he was there 18 years, he's like 13 years in. He's like, you know what? Now's a good time yeah. to get started on this thing I've always <laughs> wanted to do. Like, yeah. So what happened over those 18 years? Did they just ignore it? Did they just say, I mean, and this has happened in a lot of instances. I remember we talked with Zach about the sporting organizations that were federated in Germany, the German weightlifting organizations that they just fed steroids to women. Right. And they caused some of them to become infertile and have weird problems down the line with their hormones, like, which is fucking reprehensible. Yeah. Like, well, some women even got to the point where they felt they had changed so much physically that they transitioned to men, yeah, not they because they, dysphoria not, because of it. Yeah. Not I because they, not because it was a choice of theirs, but because they felt like that's, well, they didn't Where they know which was now. the, and that's the same. Right. right, we're talking about the same exact story, which gets repeated in Hollywood. That mm. was the Weinstein case. Right, it gets repeated in the USA Gymnastics Organization, and now it's coming to light that it's happened under the banner of USPA. It's the same thing. People in positions of power, and a lot of these stories are centered around men with positions of power, mm -hmm. and there's women that are vulnerable in those situations just because of exploitation and sexual exploitation and stuff like that that like it just goes unnoticed and i don't know what the reasoning is is it just because it's a good old boys club and they just they just they're not going to go after their own yeah excuse me <laughs> no i i don't know but I, so out of those things that I wanted to see happen, they actually did happen. So they dismantled the entire executive George, uh, can you council. pull up the latest post from USPA Power on Instagram? Because that's where they outlined the, the latest one, I think was either last night or today, where they started talking about the changes that they were going to implement. They put out like a multi-point plan, which right. like clearly <clears throat> they are doing this all too late. And this is reactionary. But here's the other thing. You you made a good point earlier about how a legitimate organization, right, will have legal representation. The legal representation will say, don't, don't speak until we have something actually valid to say. And I feel like that's what the USPA was doing, right? They didn't come well, out hopefully. like WRPF and just go, oh, we're doing background checks now and blah, 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 blah. And we're taking advantage of the situation. They said, we're going to all meet. They had to gather I think he said over 60 people, probably a bunch of which are volunteers who are not just available all the time because they have other jobs and they're doing stuff. So they had to take time, seek legal counsel, speak to, to all these different people, get them all on some sort of giant Zoom call or something and talk through this. And like that takes a few days. And so Steve stepped down, yeah. Mike stepped down, but this doesn't seem like they got rid of him. I think Steve stepping down, it's kind of like the whole, uh, you know, Elon Musk stepping down kind of thing. Because Steve, Steve, Elon Musk don't step down, dog. Well, from Elon uh, Musk only steps up. <laughs> He's just well, been stepping up into different roles for the last fifteen well, years. But Steve owns USPA and he owns the IPL. Uh, IPL. So yeah, so it's not like he, it, anything's no, going to happen. It's, it's a big not move, his. but like he's still the owner, right? It's the same thing that happened with Greg Glassman. It's like people weren't satisfied till he sold CrossFit. Right. But and like, I mean, I don't know how to feel about this because people, here are the two, the arguments, right? It's like, on the one hand, they're like, okay, they're making all these changes and they took, you know, way too long to do it, but they're making good on it now. Hopefully if they follow through with all of these, these points so that they're making. Chico and Donnie, they will, they will establish George, maybe, a third party consultant yeah, maybe you can throw little, this up on the screen for people watching. Too. That's a little ambiguous. The last point. Which one? We established because a third I've, party company <laughs> consultant. I'm not going to name names, but mm. there was a very, I would say, even more egregious story that happened within a jujitsu organization that I was aware of. Oh yeah, I know what you're and talking they about. Promised to do that same thing. I I don't know how what the results of it were, but this seems to be a very common playbook and like. If they if it's not actually third party and not actually independent, then 
then it's it's all it's lip service. Let's just be real. Yeah. Like, so a lot. I mean, this list looks good, and how it's executed is going to determine whether or not it's actually good. So right? the big points that I'm taking away is Mike stepped down, Steve stepped down. I, it seemed like maybe the Mike thing is questionable. I don't know. Uh, background checks to be done on all board members. But does it say that there's going to be background checks? Because the problem wasn't board members. The, the problem was meet state chairs, referees, and meet organizers, right? Meet, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't say that. Go back up to the top, George. Does it say that they're running background checks on? So it doesn't say anything about them running background checks on everybody all the way down to the local level. That's a good point to raise. Oh, like companies it. that conduct full background checks are being researched. Okay, but it still doesn't say that they're going to be doing background checks on all the way down the food chain. So, like, that's great if the board members have background checks. But what about the people that all these complaints stem from? Yeah. Like, what if you're just uh, a guy who works for, you know, the gym and you're doing the weigh-ins and you're a meat, you know, you work for the meat director. What if you're a registered sex offender and you have young girls in there and their underwear weighing in? You know, yeah, that's, I mean, that's problematic. If they're going to go through with this, what I would want to see is this. But go go the extra step. Like, if you're going to actually be running a legitimate organization across the country and you have people... Dude, like, think about that, right? How many times have you been in a weigh-in room and it's just you? I'm like, I've never had an issue with it, but I've also never thought, like, is that dude a sex offender? Is that... Sure. Female sex offender, like, yeah. is that a consideration that we now have to make? It, it certainly, this series of events suggests that it would be remiss of us not to. Yeah, I agree. But and and to go back to the other point before, so the argument was they took too long, right? And I was like, maybe they had to consult with people and get all these people together and all that kind of stuff. Um, while perhaps they were doing that all of the sponsors started pulling out, right? Pioneer and Live yeah. Large and, you know, right. a, lo a lot of the really big sponsors that supported the USPA started pulling out. And by the time they got this list out, that was after the fact. And then people said, the only reason they put this out is because they saw money leaving because all the big sponsors were pulling the sponsorship. And I wonder, I'm interested in your opinion, do you think that was just the what happened to be the timing of it because they had to take these steps before putting out a public statement that they knew was going to be scrutinized or do you think they just scrambled and cranked this out as soon as people started you know pulling sponsorships and really they weren't planning on doing anything man that's such a tough question to answer if you want my personal opinion i don't know anything about the organization's internal workings so like internet correct me if i'm wrong here but reading this list, like, if you're legal and you're looking at the complaints that have come out, mm -hmm. were any of them seriously against a board member? Or, or was this was Mike Tronsky or Donnie Tudal? Are they board members? They says they're meat directors. So, okay, well, who was on the board? You're dissolving I think, the board. I think Mike Tronsky was a board member because all of those complaints were going to him. They were going to him, so he failed to act. Oh, you know, the other problem was we didn't mention this. They kept saying that they would forward the complaint to their HR department, Did and there is no an no, there's no HR department. Okay. So that was a lie as well. So then I do have a number of problems with this <laughs> because, it, number one, I, I, I just read through this while we're on the podcast. I read through it a little bit in bed this morning because I knew it came out, but uh -huh. to me... They're not addressing the thing that people are actually complaining about. So either they're ignoring it, they're tone deaf, or the lawyer said not to do it. But if a lawyer told, if I told my lawyer, I got this big issue going on, right? Tell me how to respond to it. Like, it would look different that, than or a this. PR person, I, I, I would be very surprised to not get a response from my lawyer saying, "Well, you better address the problem on a systemic basis as opposed to top down, right? Because top down's great." And clearly they have a top-down problem because the executive level committee, which they said is not dissolved, didn't do anything. They forwarded it to a phony HR department. I'm assuming, I'm taking you at your word. I'm assuming that's the case. Well, I'm, and I'm taking Goob at his word because sure. that's what he put out in, you know. Not surprising, He's been right? the, uh, he's been basically the coffeezilla of yeah. the, of the fitness, fitness space for us. So, there's nothing in here. 
I mean, they got to do better, man. This is ridiculous. So you can't just go out and say that you're going to take a position and background check the board members. What the fuck do the board members have to do with what's going on on the ground? Yeah. That's yeah. like saying that's like saying that a cop beat somebody to death and now you're going to have mandatory ethics and background checks on or whatever. Politicians. On the politicians <laughs> yeah. or the chief of police. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, the one that's on the street, that's the fair. one on the front line is the police officer. And right, that that's a story that comes up all the time whenever we have cases of police misconduct, but they're not even fucking addressing the fact that the problem here is not with the yeah. board of directors necessarily, even though they failed to respond properly. The problem is at the local level. And right. now to jump off from this, you know, we and I'm a I'm a fan of the WRPF because that's mm-hmm. the federation that I've competed with time and time again. And now they've come out and can you go can you go look up the WRPF's uh, response because they put out a It's on posts. Instagram as well. They put out a couple posts basically. <clears throat> yeah, how do you feel about this? Does this not feel just a little opportunist for you? It does. Let's read. Let's read what they're what they said they're going to do for the community. They basically the they did a flash sale on memberships, right? Which is a little cheeky. It's like this is yeah that one right there. It you know this is a serious thing that's going on. You know this is people's lives who have been negatively affected by sexual abuse and different types of misconduct, and uh, not, not that one. not this no, one. Not this one. Um. Yeah, scroll down till we see some dollar signs. But yeah, there we go. We have reduced our membership fee. Waived fees for all meat directors, transferring a sanction. Which, like, that part might be opportunistic, but at the same time, it probably lifts the burden on all those athletes that were maybe had a meat planned, and now they've got to pivot all of a sudden because their coaches won't be associated mm-hmm. with Depends how the you look at, it. look at it, right? It's like if you're looking at which way, which way brings dollars into your business, you offer free to the meat directors – so they don't have to pay a sanctioning fee. They bring the meat over and then every single person in that meat, minimum 60 people per meat are now going to be giving you forty nine ninety nine to participate in that meat. Right? So you're waiving the hundred dollar or $200 sanction fee, but you're getting all the brand new membership fees that are coming into that organization. Keep going down, um, George. Right? Back up. I just want to see the point about the, the background checks. They don't give a shit about this, the sanctioning fee. A background screening policy mandatory for every official and employee. We cover 100% of those. See, like, I've also never been reached out to by WRPF in my life. Guess what email I got this week? Sponsor our meets. So they're like way on the offensive, right? We've I've hosted WRPF meets and they yeah. were great. So yeah, like, yeah. I, have no, I have no complaints from from, from that perspective just from this the pr perspective but this it's just an interesting position to take it's like i i mean and i don't it know just I don't like nobody know. was doing nobody was doing background checks right they, I mean, well okay so so then you're basically in the same position as the uspa then they just right? didn't get they just didn't have anybody and it took goob a week okay give goob a week on wrpf give goob a week on spf give goob a week goob sorry not goop <laughs> goob yeah. a week on any other federation you know, what do you think? That power that all the degenerates just decided to go into U, uh, USPA, which from an outside perspective, it is one of the most squeaky clean looking organizations. Sure. You know, it's just, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. I think there's a lot to uncover. Like good on them for trying to do right by the powerlifting community, which and I hope that that is their, what they're trying to do. And if they are, then that's amazing. Um, and I, and great, you know, yeah, I mean, like, listen, if, if they I hope can that's where they're coming create, from. if one of these guys, it doesn't matter who it is, right. Cause I don't want to go after them. I don't know if they've done anything wrong, but if they have not, I, and I would say this about everybody. If you do something shitty, I hope it comes to light because the whole world deserves to know, because then people can make an informed decision about whether or not they want to pay your business any money. Yeah. If they want to give you any support financially and keep you in business, I think that's a free market way to look at it, right? Yeah. If the information's out there, if it's true, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, I don't give a shit who you are. If you did something and you're a part of the powerlifting world or whatever sport bar- bodybuilding, because we didn't even touch on that whole bodybuilding scandal that, that came out, and I don't even remember where the article is now, if we have it pulled up. but Do we have that, George? Was it Washington Post? I mean... Like, Listen, do, do, whatever's I, in the dark do you think there's something? The do you think there's something to be said for all of these sports 
involving men who are taking enormous amounts of synthetic hormones. Yeah, and that's to me that's the fucking obvious answer. Like men and women. I'm and we cannot this the shit that came out about the W or the, the USPA, like that was a 50-50 split. Those videos were yeah, about two right. women and two men. Yeah, that's right. So like guys, yeah. anybody listening, this is not man, woman, you know, black, white, Christian Jew. This is nothing to do with anything beside the fact that you these people have committed egregious acts breaching yeah. people's trust and breaching the trust of their athletes the organization that supports them and now what we have on screen to me is the second biggest story in this space just after the larry nasser case and this is more about the bodybuilding world uh -huh. and this is i believe that's joe Mannion, right he was the 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 founder of, I think it was the IFB. Jim, Jim Mannion. Jim Mannion. Yeah. Okay. So Jim Mannion. Leads two bodybuilding federations and the Washington Post investigates for sexual exploitation of female contestants. NPC. NPC. Oh, so, okay. NPCs, I'm so, I'm so illiterate when it comes to bodybuilding organizations, but the NPC, are they separate from IFBB or are they like? I believe so. I believe it's a competitor federation. But it, it's big, like it's newer. IFBB, I think, has been around a lot longer. Oh, wait, let's see there. Tyler. Uh, and you know who else this just... I, fuck, I didn't even remember this. But you know who else this just happened to? No. Vince McMahon, WWE. Oh, and then he, he stepped down for a bit? step down. And then and came he, back immediately. Right, but I, I think he, <laughs> he sold... No, no, he came back only because they sold it to the Saudi Public Investment Fund. And what you think, like, a, a stipulation of that was we need Vince back? Well, I don't know if he's still there. Because Vince, because they, they sold. They, they don't sold care the about Saudis. women or something? <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's, they've got some questionable human rights abuses over there. Let's let's not dive down that one. <laughs> sure. But they, the, the Mannions, or not Mannions, sorry, the McMahons, the owners. Oh, so NBC, IFBB. All right, so they must okay. be connected. Okay, they're connected somehow. But they sold to the uh the saudis which it's just another they, they they have so much money they could buy whatever they want so it's probably just a good investment right. for them but the there's the article right there and there's a lot of articles wow bodybuilder just dying as coaches and just, yeah so we talked about this before how i think bodybuilding's the most dangerous sport for your health out there yeah but this is this is another one I think this was the article that I was actually trying to get George to find at the beginning. And I mean, I'm not as involved with the bodybuilding world, but to your point earlier, you know, you brought up something interesting that it's like, we're, we're talking about several different organizations mm -hmm. that are run by primarily men and speaking freely primarily on synthetic hormones lots of them <laughs> not a small amount yeah and what this article was describing was a basically 15 years of <sighs> abuse on on female bodybuilding competitors what were the allegations do you know saying here that they Operated a network of softcore pornography websites that advertised oh, 30,000 right. images of competitors. Post review of websites archives identified more than 200 female athletes in photos ranging from casual bikini shots to graphic sexual images, including women together in beds, bathrooms, and showers. And what didn't he? He propositioned this to be like, if you do this, I'll make sure you get your pro card kind of thing. I don't know. Right? Wait. So keep going down. Her man manager, JM, asked her to take off her bikini top and bottom for photos. Gates refused and was surprised to learn from post reporters that her swimsuit photos had been featured alongside nude female. So is it true that Jim Mannion operated the NPC and IFBB and put up these websites? That's insane. What? Wow. Whoa. That is and like they didn't consent to this, which Well what about the male side of things? I don't know if that if that's as organized or not, or just people don't care, but I think everybody's aware of like the Kai Green grapefruit video that's out there. But that was you he know he put that on the internet, didn't he? 
Well, that's on MuscleHunks.com. If, if you if you want to know what we're talking oh about, but, I don't. But is, but, I but is that a similar situation that people just don't care about because that's a man, or is that it's probably publicized much less? Well, yeah, because there wouldn't be it's probably a s- smaller niche that's interesting. Well, in that. I, and I also don't. <laughs> it's probably. Honestly, I just don't know because there's not a lot of press about it. There's not a lot of people speaking out against it in the news. And there's definitely not articles like this because it seems to be like all of these big things are targeting, you know, the Weinstein case, the Nasser case, the Jim Mannion case, McMahon. Like it's all about basically men using their position to proposition unwilling female participants in their organization and... I guess the thing that bothers me is like it's happening everywhere Mm -hmm. all across the board. Clearly, like it's not just one industry or, you know, the barbell world is very small, but Hollywood's a much bigger place. Like it's clearly happening there. And like we saw that with the Epstein saga, like, like nothing's ever happened with that. I mean, like the the chick got put in jail, but Epstein's dead. And nothing really happened. All this the list are, never came out. List never came out. And like that's it's a pretty contentious topic that he just you know he got Epstein in jail. <laughs> he got suicided. Yeah, I mean they they spawned that whole term. Yeah, like it is it's disturbing. And I guess like if I have to be hopeful about the situation, number yeah, what's one, what's the best? So how can you, how does USPA make this right for you to go? You know, let's say. You're like, I, I want to do a powerlifting meet again. And you're choosing federations. What do they have to do for you to choose USPA again? I mean, if I had the crystal ball or the magic wand or the, the, the fucking, what, what, what do the genies use? They have a, they have a, the, they have a tea kettle. Well, yeah. What, is, what is that, George? The lamp. Lantern. Excuse lantern. Me? Lantern. A lantern? Yeah. They don't have a lantern. It's a lamp. A lamp? I thought it was like a thing you poured water out. Yeah, it's a lantern. That's not a lantern. A no. lantern's to hold fire. Yeah, yeah. The, Go to the venerable Disney creation. Coked up Nazi mystery. Because it wasn't uh, a lamp. It was like a little, like it was a tea kettle thing. Where do genies come from? Is that a lamp? Let's see. Lamp. But it's when not a lamp, lamp though. We've all lamp. seen the it's movie. Yeah, it's not a lamp. It's like a it's like a tea kettle. Okay, so you rub the, the fucking tea kettle. If that was me rubbing it, knowing what I know now, I mean, it would be mandatory. I, actually, there's a lot of things. So if we were looking at a, a powerlifting organization, I'm just going to go by my gripes over the years. Sure. And knowing this, number one, it would be you know a complete reorganization of the company. I would want to know that there's background checks being performed on state, local, international judges, right? Do the spotters and loaders have any legitimate training? Because I've seen some very Ooh, bad egre- spotting, egregious shit. Number one, hey, let's put 10, 12 year olds out there to spot Dan yeah, Bell. Like, I'm sorry, a thousand pounds. I don't want a bunch of hundred and twenty pound kids spotting me with eight hundred and something pounds on my back. I know Dan don't. <laughs> no way. But if we're if we're talking perfect world, like you know. You need to kind of read the room in these situations. Like, do you have experienced spotters and loaders? Are they not going to put a single plate on one side of the heaviest bench press attempt of all time and ruin that guy's entire fucking goal? Yeah, and I don't know what to Julius. Yeah, seriously, Julius, you got robbed, brother. I'm sorry. That's uh, imagine training your whole life is is building up to this moment. This is the biggest moment for you. All of the meets mean nothing to you except for this one. And then someone puts an extra plate See, on one. No, they didn't put they, they or put sorry, put one, one less plate one, on one. Either yeah. way, either way, disaster. It's, it's disastrous. So education for both spotters and loaders. Yeah, but background checks top to bottom would yeah. be the number one thing. I mean, they need some kind of training. Like I've had meets where I've gone to, and they have run incredibly smooth. And a lot of those meets have actually been in the WRPF and. They've been run by very, very mm-hmm. professional people that know the sport. They understand what's going on. They provide lifters with a good, safe environment. And I'm not talking safe in some silly sense, but like, is there air conditioning? You got a bunch of dudes like pushing their body to the limit of human possibility. And like, you got them like, I've, and this has happened to be in the USPA. And I've had, I, I never did a meet. Oh, after the, the beach one. Yeah. The one at the beach. I was cool. warming up. 
you know, in a in a tent on the beach while it was in Florida in the in. Well, here was the thing that was crazy you know, about heat. that. Me, you're talking about the Battle of the Bay that both of us went to. Yep. First of all, it was scorching hot for squat bench was like normal temperature, and then we get to deadlift and it's goddamn freezing. Do you remember that? Because yeah. it was right on the beach. You get yeah. that ocean wind coming in. So safety. Yeah. And like I, it was I, like the worst of both worlds. There was the, venue. A, a, the venue looked cool as a, like a spectator. But yeah. to participate in was... I don't want to put them on blast, but there was a particular no. meet where I saw several very heavy dudes attempting to walk out world record squats on mm. a platform that was shaky with carpet that was shaky. And that they the, slipped. We can even say that. It was the Kern. It was the US Open. We all know that meet. All the, right. the floppy platform will go yeah. down in history. And to be fair, they must have correct. They must have realized it and corrected their issues because the Kern that I competed at in 2021 was incredible. Right. Like best run and executed meet I've ever been involved in in my life, right? But there's safety considerations that need to be taken into account across the board. If you have people that are risking the safety of their bodies and some of yeah. these injuries, you can't come back from. Mm-hmm. So like, are there standards in place on an organizational basis for the composition of the meat? Like, That's what does your important. lifting platform look like? What does your warm up room look like? Do you have air conditioning? Like, in terms of overall health and safety and longevity, the people that are participating in these events, like you can't just consider the dollars and cents for stuff like this because there's not a lot of people in the powerlifting world that are just doing it for for, for shits and giggles. Like this is serious to a lot of people, and mm-hmm. if the organization is not going to be as serious as the the athletes that they're involved with, then they're misaligned, and yeah. that needs to be fucking scrapped and go back to the table. So. I don't know how they implement that, but like if you're if you own a business, one of the number one things you have to do as a business owner is create systems and processes to ensure that continuity occurs. Like if you go to McDonald's in Georgia and you go to McDonald's in California, and if you go to McDonald's in Europe, there's a good chance you're gonna get the same French fries because they have right. a process in place and it all flows the same or the product is the same. Yeah. I kind of feel like the whole USPA thing was just it started as a small business and they ran it as a small business and now it's got to a size where there's a ton of people involved, like thousands, yeah. I assume, at this point, right? And they're going through growing pains now. And now these are their, their growing pains, right? It's like when you open up the mom and pop bakery, you might not be running background checks because maybe every dollar matters and, and you, you probably know everyone that works there you know right. maybe that's the case but, but there comes you have to change. usually what what actually moves the needle is when an, an issue is presented and now this is a huge issue that is being presented and i i hope because i'd like to compete in the uspa again right and if they if they do what they say they're going to do you know with the most um liberal sort of absorption of that that list i you know I'd, I'd like to see it happen and i'd like to be able to do that because i really like that federation i like that they actually do things like yeah they, they equipment checks yeah, and they've and got very high standards which i think they needs do. to be in place i don't want to see them the, disappear the uspa was always better. the untested answer to the yeah, IPS because you couldn't get away is. with high squats and yeah. bullshit equipment and like they every I, every single time I've done a USPA event they've checked the length of my wraps they checked the thickness of my belt they you break a record my, they're checking everything yeah you know what and that's that should be the case and mm-hmm. maybe this is just growing pains and I I think that if the internet's gonna take the approach and this will be my last this is my closing thing on this this whole story but if the internet's going to take the approach of going after people yeah number one look everywhere and get them all get them all because they're out there i'm sure they are and if this is not exclusive to this federation so like don't just try to burn the uspa down because the internet's suddenly morally righteous on this subject if you're going to do it go across the board i'm sure there's people to be exposed out there and if that's the case good i don't give a shit who it is and number two if you're going to apply this this kind of criticism, make it constructive. Like I, I yeah. and I think that hopefully Goob's message is interpreted as constructive because he keeps saying, do better, be better, get these people out of the organization. It's not like we won't as lifters, it would suck to watch any of these organizations burn to the ground. Number one, Agreed. personally, I've test I've been competing in them 
from my whole powerlifting career, I think that there's a lot of positive to be to be experienced in competing in these very professional organizations, USPA and the WRPF included. But they got to do better. I agree, and that's that's and, all I want to say on it. Like, I think my no closing statement, my closing statement would be one: observe what happens in the next little while. Consider it all. You know, look at it broadly across all the federations. The next thing is you vote with your money. So sure, that's a great point, right? Yeah. If, if, if you don't yeah. agree with USPA, don't put your money in the USPA. If you don't agree with WRPF, don't put your money there. If you don't agree with SPF, whatever, the list goes on. But keep an eye on what the USPA does, uh, whether or not they deliver or not on the things they're they, they saying that they're, they're going to do. And also, I would say don't write off the entire USPA because i don't know there's six people that got called out for being yeah, scumbags I mean, hopefully there's, there's, steve takes this criticism there's to probably heart. hundreds of people that work for the uspa that are just doing right there's entire states that have not been a part of any of these scandals where good people are doing good things and and they care and, about power and, and they want to see it succeed yeah and they've bought into that federation and and they've invested in it and they've built a community around it so you know if they don't deliver you know, I have no sure. reason to support them. At least them. give them a shot. But it. if they do, I, uh, you know, uh, you know, I hope people don't just hop on the uh, the hate bandwagon and yeah. just cancel. I mean, them that's just it's because just I saw productive. a video. Like this is a this is a good inflection point for this community to take a hard look at itself and sure. everyone involved because I think that has been a long time coming. Shit just gets swept under the rug. Yeah, but don't do it in a way that. It's like it's like going after a cockroach in your kitchen with a bazooka, and now you don't have a kitchen anymore. <laughs> right. You could have just swatted the cockroach. Like, yeah, that's a great one. So, all right, thanks for tuning in, guys. This was our that's our news two cents. update for the week. All right, lift safe. <laughs>